0: cliffcentral.com.
1: Of course, uh, Dr. Hanan, no stranger to the show, but um, if you have an issue that you want resolved, because we've got a couple of uh, these left in, in this year and we'll start off planning for next year, you want to resolve some issue, some issue around you know mental health, something around personal relationships, something around work relationships, this is like a free therapy session that we're offering you. It could be the start of getting... Your life in order. And uh, Dr. Hanan is no slouch. He will tell you practical ways to get your shit together. And last week we spoke, if you remember, about dealing with difficult relatives over the festive season, right? Mm. Well, this week we continue on a similar theme, but we are going to be talking about dealing with COVID and the effects of COVID on people because, you know, some people have plans for the holidays that they've now had to cancel to probably going to be lots and lots of lonely people. And the reason we want to get Dr. Hanan's point of view on this is because apparently this time of year is also peak suicide time in the world, you know, where if someone doesn't have anyone to be with for the holidays, they get very, very depressed or they stop their meds or they start their meds or, you know, there are all kinds of things around this that you've got to tread quite carefully on because it's a very tricky time of year for, for some of us who have families and friends and, are able to see them. It's the happiest time of the year, but for a lot of other people, it's extremely upsetting. So let's get him on and and talk to Dr. Hanan. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey guys, how are you doing? Good. Nice to see you. I mean, I was just talking about how this is my favorite time of year and I love it, but there are loads of people who have a very challenging time. Uh, Lots of people are very lonely. Lots of people who don't have great relationships with their families. A lot of people who are, uh, who feel that the need to um, to to kind of just stay away or to force themselves to mix with people they don 't necessarily want to there are financial obligations involved in all of that uh, there are there 's pain and, and difficulty and trauma brought up by like absent relatives who you may not have ever reconciled with people have got some serious stuff on their plate if you 'll pardon the pun at this time of year so let 's just start off with that the the, the Difficulty and disappointment for people who uh, are not feeling great about Christmas and people who have a a huge amount of difficulty. And then we talk about, like, those people who are worrying about whether to invite their vaccinated or unvaccinated family for Christmas and, you know, for the holidays. Hanukkah is on the go at the moment. Like, What do people do, Doc?
2: So this is is a very, very difficult time um, of the year because – the festive season this is a time of connecting to family members and for those people who have struggled the whole year and haven't built relationships um or haven't been able to connect to good good friends and good family members and suddenly this time of year you know you you turn on the news and you see everybody getting along with everybody else and everybody's having a good time with family and friends and in comparison you realize that you're not there. And it's very, very difficult because at the time when other people are getting support from uh, from close family and friends, a lot of people are alone. A lot of people are struggling by themselves, which is very difficult. And this new variant hasn't made it easier. So interestingly, last week I did a, a simple exercise where the whole country was literally, you know, I always get straight after several talks, my phone just doesn't stop. Uh, my phone just rings off the hook. People are literally freak out, especially, uh, when he gives us, let's call it bad news. You know, he starts locking things down and puts, putting more restrictions on, on us. Yeah. Uh, the country literally just lights up on fire and my phone just doesn't stop. And, um, what I did, I did a simple exercise. I went onto old files from a year and a half ago and I saw what were people's reactions after the first wave and what were people's reaction after the second wave and third wave and fourth wave. And interestingly, there was absolutely no difference. After the first wave, people just freaked mm-hmm. out and then it died down everybody was kind of excited about life and things were returning back to normal. Then we hit the second wave and people were freaking out and people use the yeah. same, the same adjectives and pronouns. that were like, I'm incredibly fearful. I'm scared. I'm petrified. This country is going to go to hell. Maybe I should move countries. And the same issues keep on coming up. The problem is we tend to forget about it. So this is no different in terms of how we, or how, how we feel and how we felt about the first, second and third wave. But we'll walk this one, we'll walk through this one as well. But go back going back to your question, yeah, this is an incredibly difficult time of year, but you know we got to buckle down and uh, we got to connect as much as we can, and uh, this this will be okay too,
1: okay, but you know so there's some families that are not happy campers, and um, you have to you have to invite you know someone that you don't particularly like or maybe you have to put up with relatives that you don't love or maybe you have to I don't know, re-examine and unpack a relationship with a, a, a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle or a granny or a grandpa who you don't really get along with. So for a lot of people, it is challenging. Let's just talk about suicide at this time of year and be very serious for a second. And then we can get onto the more ridiculous stuff later on. Um, this is prime time for people who off themselves. And there are some people who have you know lots of terrible challenges and difficulties in their life, and then there are other people who are just not having an easy ride. So what advice do you have for anyone who's feeling like that? What can they do to help get or to get the help that they need to to pull themselves out of a very tricky and dangerous situation where you can make decisions that don't have an exit plan um, just some some general advice around that and getting professional help perhaps.
2: So I'm I'm a big fan of teaching people principles as opposed to techniques, because principles apply to many different scenarios. Techniques just apply to perhaps a particular scenario, and it doesn't work in others. So what I'd like to offer everybody that's listening is a particular principle that I follow on a daily basis in my life, and it certainly has shaped the way I view my world, and I hope that it makes a difference to you too. And again, let's just go back a little bit. Um, this is a very difficult time of year, not because there's anything really special about December, but just because, or specifically about the month, but specifically because everybody's with their families, and suddenly your world is, seems to be highlighted as uh, as well. You're all alone, or perhaps you don't have those close relationships. But mm-hmm. and I'll give you an analogy, uh, and I'll give the, the the viewers and the listeners an analogy. If I put a thousand piece puzzle in front of you. Um, and if you ever try to do a thousand piece puzzle uh, you'll you'll know it's very difficult but if I put a thousand piece puzzle in front of you and I said you've got x amount of time to put it together what's your first step well everybody says well I'll do the corners and then I'll do the edges that's right and if I put two thousand pieces in front of you they say, well, same. I'll do the corners and the edges. And I'll put 5,000 pieces in front of you and 10,000 pieces in front of you, 100,000 pieces in front of you. The framework stays the same. And the framework is what allows you to feel in control whether you have 1,000 piece in front of you or 100,000 piece in front of you. That's why some people that have 1,000 pieces in front of them can feel in control, while somebody else that has 100 pieces in front of them can fall apart. Because people think resiliency Is about my internal ability to manage life no Mm. no 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 resiliency is do i have the framework the blueprint to manage what's in front of me it's the framework it's the Mm. blueprint it's the game plan that makes me feel in control whether there's a thousand pieces in front of me or a hundred thousand pieces in front of me. So the two mistakes that people make is they go, well, what's the problem with me? Why am I not able to manage life? And I turn to people and I go, the problem has got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with your framework. Your framework is either non-existent or it's not working to manage the pieces in front of you. The second mistake that people make is go, why is life so unfair? Why do I have a thousand pieces in front of me and somebody else has a hundred? Well, that's just because that is life. Sometimes life will throw a 10 piece in front of you. Sometimes life will throw a hundred thousand piece in front of you. Some life will throw a million piece in front of you. That's mm-hmm. life. you got to be aware and very uh, cognizant of what is your framework, because a framework is what keeps you going. So I'll give you another analogy, which might be really useful. If I put a Rubik's cube in front of you and uh, I said, you, you've got 10 minutes to do it. Well, most people don't know, but there's a formula to doing a Rubik's cube. But imagine you don't have that formula, but and I say to you, you've got ten minutes to do it. Within ten minutes, you've burnt out. You feel, you feel hopeless, helpless. You've burnt out because you don't have a framework. But the moment I give you a framework, I say you, step one, step two, step three, step four. Ten minutes later, you feel alive. You feel really great. You feel amazing because you have a framework. So for those mm. people that are listening and are struggling, I ask you what is your framework for managing the thousand pieces in front of you or managing life during Christmas? And just to give you a basic, a, basic, a very high-level framework, whatever your game plan, whatever, is your, whatever your routine is, and you have to have a game plan and a routine, as I've explained, because if you don't have one, you mm. will burn out, period. Have at least the following three things included in your game plan. At the very least, your diet, your exercise, and your sleep. Your diet, your exercise, and your sleep. So even during this COVID time, people go, oh, my God, I've lost control of everything. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. It's perhaps your perception that you've lost control, but you certainly have not lost control over your diet. You haven't lost control over your exercise and you haven't lost control of your sleep routine. Yes, sure, you might have to shift and change and do things a little bit differently because the environment and the rules of the game have changed, but certainly you're in control of that. And then obviously, you include things like family, friends, loved one, a sense of purpose, work on your finances, start creating a new game plan for, the, for next year, but focus on elements of your world within a framework. My favorite word, is a framework you've got to create a framework and include all those things in the framework because, because that that 's what 's going to make you feel in control I love that that's yeah that's really so amazing
0: helpful. And it's, that, 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 it's, that um, feeling in control is so important and um, I figured it out in, in a long and hard way usually when I first wake up i 've got these two games that I play on my phone, and I have made myself feel guilty for playing these two games for the longest of time and then i realized that these two games just help me feel in control and start my day off right because they're very like organizational games and there's a, a list of things to do and i need to do those in order to get into a good place for the rest of the day um and I've stopped feeling guilty about it. That's, that's my framework for the morning. Once I've completed those two, those two tasks and those are done, I feel like I can breathe and move on to the rest of my day. So it doesn't really matter what exactly your framework is, but it's about having those things that you can feel in control of that, yeah. sure. that just sure. make the big difference.
2: Absolutely, and you know what the what the framework does, guys, is that it allows you to use minimal minimal energy, minimal mm-hmm. energy. Remember the coins that we discussed right at the beginning, the coin theory. Yes, Utilize the use coins, your yeah. coins. Yeah, it's power. You utilize your coins wherever you wish. And yeah. once your coins are up, your body goes goodnight. But the problem is when you run out of coins at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and your body's not tired, but now you're functioning at a deficit. We've got to be very stingy of where we use our coins, where we use our energy. And the beautiful thing about a framework is it requires you to use minimal energy because it's the framework that carries you. It's the vehicle that carries you as opposed to So imagine two people wake up, one person with, for example, Leanne has got the game to play, has got your meditation, has got your gym, work, then they've got a framework, while another person wakes up in the morning and goes, what should I do today? The person that's what should I do today has lost about 50 coins immediately. Gone, thanks for coming, that's the end. (laughs) The person that's got a framework, there's no use of energy, there's no expenditure of energy because the framework is carrying you. I open up my diary, I know Mm -hmm. what I've got to do, and now I've got extra coins to use for the stresses that might come up, to use for resiliency, picking up on opportunities, engaging with difficult people. I've got the coins while the other person that doesn't have the framework has got zero enough functioning in a deficit. Yeah Dr. Khanan just to talk to that framework thing you know a lot of um the people that have uh, sent messages and it seems or I've certainly picked up a common theme of the the organization or lack of organization within the family structure because it's it's led into um chaos right is is there anything within the social sciences and psychology that says there's a way, not a perfect way, but there's a way for optimal family relations to organize it and for people to play their role? Or is family just so complicated at this stage that, hey, it is what it is? Because I read a really interesting article about it on the weekend. I thought, I thought I'd ask you your, your question, especially at this time of year. People need to know their role. Otherwise, things go to hell in a handbag, I think. But I don't know what it is about families. Yeah. So Mbello, it is very true where people get along the moment we understand what each other's positions are in roles. Roles are very important because these definitions ultimately tell you what your rights are, what you can do and what you can't do, what you can tell me and what you can't tell me. So, like, for example, my role as a father Versus my child's role as a child, without even having us discuss anything, we know who's got the power position, what I can do, what I can't do, and what my child's position is, what he can do, and what he can't do. And these these uh, predefined roles allows us to function in harmony because we don't step on each other's toes. So the fact that I'm the father and I've got a child, the child can't tell me, you know, go in, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. And certainly I, I, by by the way, my restriction as a father, I also have responsibility. It it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I've got the power role. I've got certain things that I have to do that my child doesn't. So if my seven-year-old acts silly, well, that's allowed within his role. If I act like a seven-year-old, well, that's that's going to be seen as inappropriate. So to answer your question, the we all got to have our roles. Uh, which allows us to function in much more of a harmonious, peaceful peaceful manner. It's very important to define that for sure.
1: And you know what I see um, in a lot of this um, is, is that there's opportunity here. This is a great time of year to ground yourself, to realign your priorities, to uh, pay attention to the things that really make you sane and happy, and to put a plan into action for, for the new year. You can... You know, you've got time and and during lockdown, a lot of people have been very panicky and, 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 and a little bit worried about things. Maybe you've had to cancel holidays or you're not going to do the things that you were going to do. You're not going to spend as much money as you thought you were going to. This is a great time to like put a plan together for next year. This is how I'm going to get my finances in order. This is how I'm going to tidy up my house, tidy up my wardrobe, tidy up my life. Um, I, I think that there's an opportunity here to do things that practically can help you to get a little bit more in control. Yeah. You know, what, Gareth? that's, that's a, a really,
2: really, really important point. I, I personally don't believe that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that you can find a reason for anything. And I think that now that we are in this, in this space, whatever your space is at the moment, you can always look and you will find opportunities to make your life better. This is your starting point. Imagine like I had the, you know those, uh, what do you call those, in uh, Men in Black where they flash you uh, and suddenly you forget about everything that's happened in the past. Imagine you don't I'm remember what's happened. The man in black, but what's yeah. it called? Uh, not a st- I want to say sterilizer, but it's not a sterilizer. It's, uh, 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 whatever it's called. So yeah. imagine I did that to you and you did it. Neuralizer. Did things, neuralizer. You know, and you're the neuralizer. That's it, not a sterilizer. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so imagine uh, you're the neuralizer. You didn't remember anything that's happened in the past. And now this is you're born today. And I'm asking you to make the most of it. And I'm telling you, you've got all the tools all the opportunities to make your life a little bit better, even during Christmas time. Now look for it. Mm. Now look for the opportunities, look for the gaps, look for ways to make your life better. Look for things that you can control because it's all there in front of you for sure.
1: That's amazing. It's an amazing way of looking at it. I love it. Thanks again, doc. It's always good to see you. Um, are we doing another one next week or is is this our last one? No, no, no. We're doing one next week. The last one for the year. Fantastic. Fantastic, Dr. Hanan back next awesome, week. Let guys. us know if you want him to uh, talk through, maybe help you discuss uh, a, an issue you're dealing with at the moment, a personal conflict, uh, some questions you may have, any kind of difficulty, maybe you just want to understand some aspect of mental health a little bit better, then give us a shout. You just send us an email at contact at com. Dr. Hanan, we'll see you next week.
2: Nice to see you guys. See you. Have a good week. Awesome.
1: Cheers.
2: There we go.